Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of First Gen Failures. I hope you are all doing really well today. We have a really special guest on the podcast here today. Gabby, could you please say hi? Hello. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Oh, no problem. Well, you probably recognize Gabby from our episode about stories um, from our listeners. She was one of the people that shared her story, and we really appreciate that. We have her here today because we wanted to have a little discussion with her today. So I saw this on TikTok, actually, but it's something that I've been thinking about a lot, and I just wanted to share it with you guys. So it was kind of like this post that essentially said, like, don't drink poison just because you're thirsty. Wait for water. And I think what, like, pretty much what it meant is, like, if you're at a really low place in your life or if you're feeling really lonely, you shouldn't start reaching out to the people that hurt you in the past or really toxic people just because you feel that sense of loneliness. It's better to wait for the good people to come along and for the people that are truly going to support you rather than um, just trying to dig yourself out of loneliness with fake friends. So just wanted to know what you guys thought about that. And yeah, let's just dig in. Well, basically, we're always told in life that, you know, quality over quantity, you only need one good friend. But like, really, like, who follows that? Like, going to high school and like the mentality of school itself is like, you know, you want to be popular. At least that's how it was for me. Like, I want the like biggest friend group, you know, like, just so many people like I want to be friends with everyone. I realized like, it's not really like that. Like, this quote is something that like, just, you know, came around to me now. Like, I used to just I guess, drink poison all the time because I didn't want to be lonely. I didn't want to be that person with just two friends because to me, that was lame. I agree with you, but personally, I think that there's a really big difference between being alone and being lonely. And I think that lies in the fact that being alone doesn't negate contentment. And similarly, being alone doesn't necessarily mean being lonely. So I feel like the two terms are used really interchangeably, which kind of eliminates any room for contrast. And so the whole idea of being by oneself is perceived with a negative connotation. And I think that there should just be more of a contrast between the two. I'd much rather be alone than in bad company. So in regards to fake friends, I'd rather just keep a small tight circle. Right. Absolutely. I mean, I can definitely agree with that now. And that's kind of how I also see it is that like now that I've like kind of grown as a person and like gone past like middle school and elementary school when literally all I wanted to do was fit in 100% I would choose to be alone because I feel like having fake friends is itself a form of loneliness almost like you don't really feel heard or seen by the people around you. So to me personally, yes, I would 100% choose quote-unquote loneliness or really in reality just being alone like you said Gabby but like I'm just thinking like why would people choose fake friends like what are the reasons for that and like what is the whole debate between the two I think that the mentality of people now it's just like characterized it's like being lonely is bad being filled with friends is good even though that's not the case I think both of you guys can attest to that so like the way we are brought up and the way we act around school and our friends kind of just reemphasizes that mentality that you shouldn't be lonely. Being lonely isn't cool. Being lonely means that there's a lack of character or personality or that you're disliked, even though that's not the case. But that's probably why I was so, you know, like so hesitant to give up 
those fake friends. I didn't want to be lonely. I didn't want to be seen as uncool. So I get where they're coming from, but like really sitting and thinking about it. And I know this sounds cheesy, but like even over quarantine, I was alone. Like I didn't see my friends like I usually do, but really I learned to enjoy the company of myself more. I agree. I think a lot of that stems from the fact that we're always so concerned about other people's judgment. So Anytime we're like out in public or in the public eye, we're always like hyper aware of what everybody else thinks of us. But if you really think about it, everybody is way too concerned with themselves to be judging you for what you're doing. And I've noticed that a lot of times when I'm out in public and I'm by myself, I always go on my phone or pretend to do something just to act like I'm busy if I if I don't have people around. Yep. So that's I a really that. big habit of mine that I'm trying to break to just be comfortable with who I am and my presence in certain situations. Right. And I get what you guys are saying, but like, I feel like that's more like what you said, Gabby, like being alone. But I'm talking more about like the difference between having fake friends and like true loneliness. Like you feel as though you have really no support system in your life or you don't have any real friends around you or people that you can rely on to go and talk to when you when you need it. So you're feeling that true sense of loneliness. Like, would you feel comfortable reaching out to someone that's wronged you in the past that you used to be really close to or something like would like is that something that you see possible like you're reaching out to this person because you just either miss who they used to be so badly or that loneliness is just so unbearable like what do you think about that I have definitely done that a couple of times like being the person who I am I always try to see the best in people and I don't always acknowledge I guess their quote-unquote bad side so like I remember like one of my closest friends we were so close and we did everything together and then you know high school happened and she changed a little bit and to be honest like she was someone I didn't recognize anymore but instead of seeing that I guess toxicity I was just like oh but we used to be such good friends in middle school why can't we why can't we be like that now and I would just like constantly try to go to her and you know like tell her about my day or ask her about hers when in reality like it was just me trying to make up for the fact that we weren't close anymore. I just wanted her to be my friend and really for no reason, just to hold on to the fact that she was good before. Personally, I don't really believe in um, putting a lot of blind faith in people. So if people have wronged me in the past, I mean, I don't really get mad at them easily, but I wouldn't put myself back in a situation to be wronged by them again. So in a situation like that, I'd rather just um, deal with my emotions and my feelings on my own rather than seeking that um, validation from other people. But that's probably also because I'm like a really heavy introvert. So for me, just being alone is in most cases better than being with other people in general. So. Yeah, and I feel like i that's what I kind of gear towards now. And I, I feel like that is probably the best way to handle a situation like that. I would just, I tried so hard to find my validation in other people that it ended up hurting me every time. Like, I was basically asking for it at that point. I mean, I can definitely relate to that. I am most certainly, I kind of agree with Gabby. I'm not a very introverted person but I definitely do tend to move on from people instead of like holding on to the picture of like what they used to be. Like I've, 
I'm like, okay, I get it. Like, you're just a different person. Or, like, I don't feel yeah. like a very intense emotional attachment to people in general, which I <laughs> can't be seen mm-hmm. as a pretty bad <laughs> yeah. thing. But I don't, like, that just results in me not really latching onto an idea of someone when I've seen the reality. Because I'm a very objective person. Like, you're objectively like this. Okay, then I'm, I, I don't, I don't really feel like a very emotional attraction at all. You know, I can just get up and move on. Mm-hmm. yeah and I think what's so cool about like the group we have here is today like I feel like I'm extremely extroverted Eileen is kind of in the middle and Gabby is pretty much like an introvert which is so cool to hear like everyone's perspective on this because we all have different experiences mm-hmm. I feel like the reason that a lot of people go back to these toxic relationships is because they're insecure within themselves so they always mm-hmm. have to you know grasp at all of these relationships that didn't really give them anything just because they're just seeking for any kind of validation that they can but when you come down to it the only person that you're left with at the end of the day is yourself so if you don't have a secure relationship within yourself you're never going to be satisfied in any relationship with anybody else so i i think to an extent it maybe it's not even those friends being fake it's the fact that you're I don't know not able to form stable relationships because you're not secure within yourself well I think this main point kind of also stems from people's inability to change like I think a big part of it is insecurity but from personal experience I just didn't want to change I didn't want to let go of these good good memories I had with these people or like how I thought they were you know I was like no it's fine they probably haven't changed. It's probably just me overreacting. Like I blame myself for these things when really I just couldn't let go of that idea. And it was like, it was a really fun combination of insecurity and change. So. (laughs) Yeah. I can definitely like in a way, like confirm your little insecurity thesis, Gabby, because I feel like all the times that I did quote unquote drink that poison, as opposed to waiting for the water, was the times when I was most in elementary school or middle school and I was really, really insecure and like the person that I was and I had no any form of self-confidence or security in myself at all. So that definitely did tend to be the time when I would drink that poison. Definitely right now, I am A-okay with being lonely as opposed to having fake friends. But yeah, I guess that definitely can certainly stem from insecurity. Now we just drink purified Brita tap water. No poison here. <laughs> Brita tap water. <laughs> I mean, we've been talking about fake friends a lot, but like, where do you draw the line between like someone who probably just made a simple mistake versus someone who's a fake friend? Right. Well, I, I mean, I'm just thinking about it right now. One thing that I also heard on TikTok lately that I thought was really applicable Good. is when, like, I saw this thing where I was like, "Don't tell me what other people." have said about me tell me why they felt so comfortable saying it around you <gasps> oh I yeah that. I think that really like hit a nerve with me I was like wow like that's that's really true like to me it's like that kind of backstabbing nature or like um someone's inability like ability to still I guess connect with people that yeah you you like adamantly don't like or like they know that you have an issue with them and for a very good reason like that's kind of a really big red flag to me so I guess that's the biggest question you're asking me here like what are your red flags that's certainly one of my red flags oh most definitely and to go on with that I would just say that people that switch personalities like depending on the people they're around like I've been around people that completely and I mean like fully change into different people depending on the type of people they're around I don't know if that sounds vague but like 
I mean, to an extent, I guess everyone does this, but I'm talking about like full like mask, face, everything. Like it's just biggest red flag to me. I'm like, whoa, you were definitely not like that two minutes ago, but go off. (laughs) Yeah, I've definitely experienced that. And I've noticed that I do change depending what friend group I'm in just because, I don't know, I just feed off of the energy from the people around me. But it definitely crosses the line when it's obvious that they're doing it to please these other people. And it's not a true representation of who they are as a person. It's just this mask that they're putting on to try to fit in or to get validation from these people. I absolutely resonate with what you said about like feeding off of people's energy. Like that's kind of something I get a lot is like, oh, like, why do you act so differently among these different like people? Like I really just feed off of the energy that other people give me. Like I don't really have one set personality almost. I kind of just like kind of go with the flow of whatever's happening. But another thing that I thought of while you were saying that is when people like put down their friends in front of other people so as to like look good. I feel like that is really just a no-no like when they're around people that they're trying to impress they'll be like oh I really like don't like this person when in reality they pretend to be best friends with them or something that's Mm -hmm. definitely a big thing yeah and I feel like we all do like I said this before we all do change our personalities a little bit you know but like I'm talking about like full like you know if you're pro-life with this group now you're (laughs) pro-choice with this group like it's crazy (laughs) it's crazy how that happens I sit there I'm like this is you know kind of embarrassing to look at and then I walk away. But yeah. Right. That makes me think that the line is drawn not so much as to where, like, to how you act, but to the point of changing your beliefs and your opinions just to appeal yeah. to those people. So it also makes you wonder, like, why do people think that they need to? to be friends with these people like what why is I think that? it comes full circle there because they're insecure about the way that they really are next to these people that they mm-hmm. feel the need to impress right like they can't be themselves they can't admit that they're friends with x y or z to these people because they feel insecure in the way that they are and they feel like an outcast even within their group so they have to completely morph themselves into their vision of what they think this group will accept I feel like so that's that's my hypothesis I guess yeah I guess that's kind of like a hierarchy, right? Like you, you, you're embarrassed of being friends with this person, so you lie about it. But then those people are embarrassed of like, you know, and it just goes on and on and on. Like, where does it really stop? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when if this perpetual cycle, like within yourself, keeps going on and on and on, I feel like at a certain point you would completely lose sight of who you are as a person. I mean, how do you how do you keep up with all these different personas and all these different lives? Yeah. You know, yeah. Eventually, you lose. I mean, your own persona. Yeah. I mean, coming from someone that's definitely done this before, it's exhausting. Like, some at one point, I was just so mentally drained. I didn't know who I was. And it was really, like, eye-opening to, like, sit there. And I was like, who am I? Like, who do I genuinely like in my life? And I realized it was, like, two people. And I was like, that's that's fun. That's fun for me. And, like, being so mentally draining, I realized that, like, if I like hanging around these friends I realized like I'm not myself but like not even just slightly shifted but like genuinely not someone I was happy with Mm -hmm. right I mean that makes sense so I guess we've come to kind of a collective agreement that we would definitely choose loneliness over fake friends and like insecurity I guess is the main reason for why someone would choose differently I think right yeah after that collective decision we're gonna move on to the social news of the week which is actually kind of exciting so as you know, um, D-Day 
aka that election day is coming up and something that i found really cool was so funny i love how you call that i know i'm so i'm so funny (laughs) (laughs) but anyways we were me and i were looking at it and we saw something crazy unprecedented voter turnout um it's more than 50 million americans have cast ballots in the u.s presidential election with 11 days to go this is honestly the highest voter turnout we've had since 1908 um it's kind of a century ago if you didn't know Mm -hmm. in texas the level of voting has surpassed 70 percent of the total turnout in 2016. in georgia some have waited in line for more than 10 hours to cast their ballots and in wisconsin has seen a record number of early votes almost 1.1 million people returned their ballots i don't know if this just just because we're older and more like open to these things but like all over social media and TikTok, everything's politicized now. And I don't know if it's always been like that, but like, especially with this election, it has been so polarizing. I mean, yeah, this is great unprecedented voter turnout. And I think that we can mainly attribute it to three things, right? Like Donald Trump is a very polar figure. So people are obviously going to have very strong opinions about him either one way or the other. Two, I feel like we're in the middle of a pandemic, and that's also a very polarizing factor, right? Like, people are really angry or supportive of the way that Trump has dealt with it, right? Some people are like, if we get masks, like, the world's going to end, or, like, we have, we're, if we're, like, forced to socially distance, like, it's a threat to democracy or whatever. And then other people are like, we literally need it. And third, I think that Gen Z is really coming of age and finally getting out there and voting. I feel like this is kind of like us breaking that wall and, like, coming of age to vote and I think those are the three biggest factors in my opinion but what do you think Gabby? I think a really big fourth point would just be the amount of social media involvement I mean nowadays any sort of information spreads like wildfire and it either makes people jump to conclusions or it makes everybody gather together to achieve some cause. It really unites people and it allows them to gather together. So that's probably another really big factor. Not to mention our BFF president who loves Twitter. <laughs> well, to add on to this, we, um, there is still voter suppression, you know, with racial minorities and Democrats who are disproportionately more likely to have cast mail ballots in this election that faced rejection. So we know that Trump has talked about this a lot. He does not like the idea of mailing in ballots. He definitely thinks that the Democrats are going to, I guess, like hijack it. I don't really know how to say it, but um, really, like, it's a pandemic. I don't think that they would be doing this if there wasn't, you know, it'd just be regular voting. But unfortunately, there's disease going on. There's no really other way to do this. Right. And that is just like his, like, hatred for mail-in voting and things like that is it's one of the number it's one of a number of attempts to suppress votes of numerous americans and it's something that has been a stain on u.s democracy for decades like we've seen it a lot i've i recently like saw it on twitter how this girl was talking about how um when her dad went to vote and her dad is like not the best english speaker they tried to tell him that he wasn't registered even though he was and they just assumed like that they could get away with it because he wasn't the best english speaker So although we do have a very unprecedented voter turnout, we still have to be aware of this problem of voter suppression in America, I think. Basically, go vote if you can. That'd be kind of cool, I think. (laughs) Did mail-in ballots exist before this election year, or is it a completely new idea? 
I think they existed, and they were mostly for the elderly. I think they existed for only some states. That's what I understand. I think Washington had them before. I don't think Florida had them before, but I think that some states did have them. Well, thank you so much for listening to today's podcast episode. Thank you, Gabby, for being on it. We were so happy to talk to you. Of course. Thank you for having me again. And if you guys would like, please follow us on Instagram at FirstGenFailures so that you know whenever we post a new episode, especially when we have really special ones like this. And if you did like our podcast, don't hesitate yep. to uh, hop on over to Apple Podcasts and rate us and all that jazz if you feel like it. And yeah, so thank you so much for listening and bye. Gabster. Thank you, Gabster. Gabster